Well, really a treat for the first time to be interviewing a head coach of a new sport at USF and, of course, a new coach in her own right, Mindy McCord. And, Coach, listen, I've got 100 questions. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you 100 questions. We have a couple <laughs> years to space out some of the rules questions, and I know that you're probably going to be sitting down with Michael Kelly. He'll get more into your background. So let's start off with a question that I'm pretty sure Michael Kelly wouldn't ask you, which is, how great is Michael Kelly? <laughs> and uh, getting to uh, talk to him, and uh, obviously he had a little bit to do with uh, convincing you to leave a place that you started off the ground. He is amazing, and he's a big reason why I made this decision. I just was so um, in awe over his leadership style and his um, approach to how he wanted to see the success of the program unfold and his energy behind it, his commitment to his coaches. And there just seems to be so much alignment between him and the president, and the trustees and the direction of the university as a whole that, um, you know, I was just like, this is the person, this is the kind of person I want, you know, to work, get up and work for every day. And, you know, I can't wait to have his leader in my life because I, I really felt there'd be a lot of career growth that I could have under Michael. Well, trust me, first of all, you're right about looking forward to working with him as we have for several years now. Secondly, for you to say that someone else uh, attracted you with their energy because just reading your tweets gets me fired up. We'll get there in just a little bit. Is saying, <laughs> is saying quite a bit. Uh, and again, it had to uh, be a special situation to bring you from Jacksonville uh, I know it's a very broad question, and there's a lot that went on in the 13 seasons there, but even before the program had its first season in 2010, you had moved to that area and kind of got entrenched with lacrosse. Just take us through that whole Jacksonville experience from the, the lead-up, and then, of course, what happened with the program. Okay. I'm going to try to go long story short here, because that's <laughs> a lot of years. I know. A conversation, but... <laughs> Um, so my husband was down here working with the Jags. He was a special team strength and conditioning coach, and that's what brought us to Florida. Nice. And um, I always called the NFL not for long. <laughs> so when you have transition with the NFL, um, we had some family decisions to make. And, um, you know, Paul was always committed to family. And um, our daughter was in elementary school. And, and I said, I love Florida, this warm weather nice people, you know, I really like to stay here. And he ended up doing some consulting with Buffalo, but was able to stay in Florida. And we just, you know, really had a mission to, you know, we love, we love kids and we love the sports that we've been involved in. So we had a mission to grow the sport and, and we started at the grassroots level and the youth level. And, and then uh, he started the Bartram trail high school team. And I started the, the Nice High School program and, wow. you know, so we started evolving, you know, trying to get more transplant people from the uh, mid-Atlantic down here and and that was happening. Um, there were a lot of good core people here already in the community growing the men's game and we just really put our heart and passion into that and, and then when um, Florida added and Rollins added, um, Paul put together some business plans to you know, really see how we could get it into the colleges and universities in the Southeast. And he, after he was with the Jags, he did sports talk radio oh. um, with 1010 XL with no. David Lamb. We have that in common, by the way. I was, before I went to USF, about 20 years in Tampa doing the same thing. I'll have to meet okay. him. I'll have to meet him, but continue. <laughs> yeah, he's way better interviewer than I am. So we'll, we'll just <laughs> no, say that. That's funny. <laughs> um, 
but he, you know, was doing that and started really promoting lacrosse on sports talk radio. And huh. one of the athletic directors at uh, JU at the time, Barry Milligan, had heard him. And anyhow, we ended up making a connection over there and getting with the president, the trustees, and just shared a vision for men's and women's lacrosse and related to the university goals and how it may be able to benefit them. And you know, really, really had not a, a desire to, you know, step in the helm of coaching them, but ended up in that position because I guess it was the plan that we laid out seemed to, um, they really seemed to be invested in and saw uh, how transformational, you know, men's and women's lacrosse could be. And nice. there wasn't not, there was non-scholarship football. So from a Title IX perspective, you could have the men. And that was really cool to be able to bring both of those teams in and um, I was the director of lacrosse over both of them for a while and and then, you know, just shifted to being the head coach of the girls. And and then the program started and, you know, for going on fourteen years later, it's <laughs> it's been amazing to to watch that journey and be a part of it and have a lot of other people um a part of the growth and supporting it to to get it to where we were this past year. Something else, and these last two years, of course, making it to the Sweet 16 for the first two times, the NCAA tournament was kind of like a progression, and along with the actual success on the field, and we'll get into your style of play here in a second, I do, one thing that I looked at in the wonderful uh, information on the JU website where they really thanked you for what you did there, uh, I noticed the facility. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a couple of years ago. I'm sure that was mm-hmm. part of the progression as well. And uh, speak about how, how important that was and how cool it was to see come to fruition. That was amazing because, you know, when you're, when you're at a mid-major and you're you know, you're in the state of Florida and you got the Gators and their, their facility, you're always trying to be like, how do we, how do we have a competitive advantage here as, you know, not a big public state school and, um, president cost, just transformational leader, um, really saw the vision for, um, our ability to help fundraise for, for this facility. And, um, John Galloway was the head coach during that, that time and really got on board and we all partnered together and, you know, said, you know, this, let's, uh, let's get this done and, and let's make this one of the only men's and women's lacrosse facilities in the country where it's not shared amongst other sports. And we put our, our, our heart into it and, and everybody, um, that contributed. I mean, it was a lot of, um, parents of players that weren't even there yet, current players, you know, just these amazing supporters where, you know, they really saw this vision for what lacrosse could could be. And they wanted to give these student athletes the opportunity to have the best facility and, and, and have that experience in a place where you could gather and have fellowship and be with your coaches and players connect. And it is it is a it is an amazing place. And everyone that donated to help get behind that project, I hope they always feel very special, a lot of pride in in what they've done to to give student athletes that experience. Well, it also has a very cool name, the Rock Lacrosse Center. And of course, we're still, again, a ways away, and there's much more time to get involved with that. I saw you tweeting about the indoor facility for the uh, football and other teams as well. We've got some pretty cool stuff going on here. Now, I definitely, as we're talking to Minnie McCord, the new women's lacrosse coach for USF, 
in my fifth year, never got a, qu- a chance to ask this question. How <laughs> how do you start a roster from scratch? Obviously, it's something that you've done, and you're going to be doing it here at USF. Normally, when you become the new head coach of a program, it's already in place, and you just tweak what you have. But uh, this is a different story. Obviously, you know what you're doing, but uh, how do you go about it? Well, here's the good news this time is we've already formed the club relationships and good. a lot of the high school relationships. Um we started uh, the Lax Maniacs Club program um, when we were growing the sport at the grassroots level. And and um, now that's um, still running strong in the state of Florida, you know, where you have the opportunity to um, really develop and grow the sport in your own state is really vital to building a program because you want to attract the best students in your state in the Southeast. And then as you can see, like you said, from the roster, the mid Atlantic, and there's other pockets in the country, um, that are, have great players. And you start with, you know, building your 2023 class and getting kids on campus and getting out there so they can see, um, who you are and what your brand looks like. And, and you, you really help the college, uh, sorry, the club coaches to, um, learn more about what the university and the athletics program's vision is. And you share that and, you know, you recruit your 24 class and you build your first team and, and you go out and compete. So it's, uh, it's, it's fun and it's fun to be able to find those right people that want to be a part of the legacy of starting the first college program and at USF and, you know, and, and that's been really neat, like for the alumni that did that at JU, like now they're having, they're married, having their own children. And, and when you hear their stories of being a part of that legacy, that's so exciting that there's going to be a group of women and their families that want to do that at USF. Outstanding. And I don't even have to ask you what kind of person you're looking for. I'm just going to read the tweet, which is fantastic. Culture fit. Nobody wants to be teammates with an all-American jerk. Exactly. Number one priority is attracting outstanding teammates who share the ball. Are you coachable, unselfish, fun-loving, hate to lose, and do you breathe life into everyone around you? Does that pretty much sum it up? Because I love it. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much sums it up. Yeah, that 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 tweet is, uh, you know, pretty blunt. Um, you know, but I think that again. You know, it's it's important to put out there what you're looking for and, you know, what what kind of student athlete and family we would attract. You talked about the, the style of play. Basketball is a we love basketball. We love the run and gun style. And that that comes from. Loyola Marymount. I knew I was forgetting something. Please, please forgive me. I do have to ask you about that relationship because that okay. really opened my eyes. I'm a longtime <laughs> college basketball fan. My parents okay. went to UK, so I know who Bo Kemble is. How do you know yeah. him? And uh, how cool was that to get him to uh, announce a, sort of a congratulatory message there? Well, um, I'm sure since you're a sports fan, you watch the 30 for 30 specials, right? And mm-hmm. um, you probably remember the guru of Go. And when that was 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 launched and if you haven't seen it everyone's got to watch it it's an amazing story of of Bo and hank and and how their their program you know became the number one scoring offense and we were watching this and and paul and i you know were watching this and we're like wow this could really this identity could really be what what we have here at ju and and we recruit athletes right we might not have the talent yet because we're new but we could recruit athletes and and really help them buy into this style of play. And, 
you know, we didn't know if it would necessarily transfer or not in the beginning. And then it did like by year two, we're running, we're doing exactly what they were doing there. And, um, Paul reached out to Bo and, um, Philly, Philly connections and, you know, Paul being from Delaware and we got him down on our sideline during championships and we won our conference championship in that year too. And, so Bo's been a part of this growth with our team, speaking to our players, us helping, you know, uh, us helping him to serve his mission and really honor Hank. And um, the style of play has proven to be valid. Um, you know, Ju ended the number one scoring offense in the country again, and um, and I think that's a fun style to play. If you watch it and you watch it on TV, and we want more TV exposure yep. than scoring lots of goals and putting lots of shots on the cages. It's something that's a fun spectator sport to watch. And as someone who will probably be doing the games on the radio, I'm looking forward to that as well. It sounds like whenever they hit the ground, they will be hitting the ground running. And uh, we look forward to actually meeting you in person. But thanks. Until then, I know you've been doing a lot getting ready to go, Coach McCord, but I appreciate you joining me on Bulls Beat. Thank you so much. We'll look, we'll look forward to more time together and, and growing the game together. So thank you. This is the Unlimited Unloaded page.